guys, today I'm going to read David Brainerd, Preacher to the North American Indians. And David Brainerd, 1718-1747. In the black of the night, a horse and rider made their way slowly along the bank of the Susquehanna River. It was spring in 1745, and David Brainerd, a 27-year-old missionary, was preaching to the Indians living in scattered villages along the river. He traveled along drenching rains, through drenching rains and bitter winds. With little rest sleeping outside on the ground, he had driven himself to exhaustion. A burning fever shook his body, his head and stomach were racked with pain, and a deep rumbling cough brought up his blood. If I don't find a if I don't find shelter soon, he thought, I will die in this wilderness. For two years he lived among the Indians. Despite his preaching, his prayers, and countless acts of kindness, he remained stuck in idol worship, darkness, violence, and superstition. Now it appeared that his work would end with an early death. He pressed his horse forward with the last of his strength and prayed, Lord, I'm ready to die to be with Christ, but I but I long to live to see the salvation of the Indians. Just then he noticed through the trees a wooden shack. He slid off the saddle and stumbled to the door. The an Indian trader who lived there brought Brainerd Brainerd in, fed him, and put him to bed. After several days of rest, the fever disappeared. His strength returned and he made a long ride back to his home in Pennsylvania frontier among the Delaware Indians. When safely back in his little hut, he slipped away to a quiet place in the woods for his nightly prayers. Bless you, Heavenly Father, he said, kneeling in the moist moss and, and bark. For you have kept me safe through hundreds of miles of riding, and my health is greatly restored. Then he cried out to God for the Indians, O Lord, bow the heavens come to come down and do some marvelous work among them. A short time later, Brainerd and his Indian interpreter rode 80 miles to southeast deep into the New Jersey woods to tell the good news of Jesus to Indi- to an Indian tribe living near a place called Crossweeksunk. Crossweeksunk. Arriving there, he found only a few women and children, for that tribe lived in small in small settlements scattered over many miles. Though 
his Indian interpreter, he pre through his Indian interpreter, he preached to them, and so bring and to Brainerd's surprise, they did not mock or argue, but listened attentively. At the close of the sermon, he said, "I wish to visit you again tomorrow." Immediately. The woman set out in all directions. Where are you going, Brainerd? Called to them, to tell our friends to come and hear the words of God. They answered. He preached daily, and each time the number of hearers grew. No one raised an objection. They hung on every word. Brainerd had never seen Indians so receptive to the message of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> After twelve days, as Brainerd prepared to return home for, for to Delaware tribe, two Indian women came to him sobbing. I wish God would change my heart, one said. I want to find Christ, cried the other. Then an old man, a chief, Approached Brainerd with tears in his eyes, saying, "What will become of my poor soul?" Brainerd promised to return quickly, God willing. As he rode northward, he prayed, "Father, only you can open the ears and draw the hearts of these poor pagans to you. Change them with your with your saving grace." One month later, he returned to Cross Weeksung. And found a great stirring of the spirit of God. The Indians, anxious to find peace with God, had forsaken their pagan feasts, <clears throat> and they wouldn't take a bite of food until Brainerd asked a blessing. A- asked a blessing. When he preached on the verse, "This is love," not that we are loved by God. But that he loved us and sent his son, as son as a sacrifice for our sins. Scarcely an eye was dry. At that evening, they crowded around Brainerd. What must we do to be saved? Men and women, boys and girls, wept over the badness of their hearts and cried out, "Gut makalume, gut makalume," which means. Have mercy on me! Have mercy on me! Many trusted in Christ for forgiveness. With God, joy, they took their friends by the hand, saying, "Come and give up your heart to Christ. He is good. Oh, come and enjoy Him." So it was, Brainerd said, in the. In the movement of God among the Indians, like a mighty rushing wind, bore down upon us. Soon, nearly all the India, Indians in the area believed, offering heartfelt worship to God. I have oftentimes thought, Brainerd wrote, that they would cheerfully attend worship twenty-four hours straight if they could. I don't know of any group of Christians where there seems to be so much of the presence of God and bro- brother, brotherly love so bonds. David Brainerd journeyed home, asking Lord in prayer to pour out His grace upon the heart, hard-hearted 
Delawares as he had upon the Indians of Crossweekso. One Indian man who lived near the forks of Delaware River, not far from Brainerd's hut, was hut was particularly difficult. He was a powwow, an Indian priest of magic and spirit worship. He led the people away from Brainerd's teaching. Although a, although a drunkard and a murderer, the people were awed by the Indian's priest chanting rattle-shaking, and dancing. Hear me, he cried, for the power of the spirits live in me. At times, Brainerd hoped God would slay the powwow, for he seemed to snuff out any interest among the Indians for Jesus Christ like water poured on the first sparks of a fire. But when Brainerd returned from home in Crossweeksung, the powwow listened to his preaching with scythes and tears. I feel the word of God in my heart where once the devils lived, he told Brainerd. Before long, he trusted in Jesus Christ. His boasting and anger turned to humility and kindness. If, if God can wash my sins away, he told others, he can forgive you too. He became Brain Nerd's close friend and traveled with him when he preached to neighboring tribes. Once on a cold February, February morning, as Brainerd preached to an Indian man near the river, an old woman, a powwow, rose up. Stop speaking your lies, she shout, he shouted, waving his arms. An old man, a powwow, rose up. Stop speaking your lies, he shouted, waving his arms. Get out of here or I'll cast a spell of doom on you and all your friends. Before Brainerd could answer, his Indian friend walked over, stood face to face with the old man, and said, We are not afraid of your magic. Go ahead, cast your spell. You have no power to hurt us. Not long ago, I was a powwow, and I hated the preacher's words too. But but then I felt the word of God in my heart, and the devil's power within me vanished. I was filled with peace and love. Stretching out his hand to the old man, he said, The word of God will change you too once you feel it in your heart. That night, Brainyard wrote about his friend in his di- diary. May God give him glory for the amazing change he... <clears throat> he has made in him that was that was said of paul is now true of him he preaches the faith he once tried to destroy over the next year and a half the rival spread to other tribes Brainerd spent 20 hours a week on the saddle, riding thousands of miles, preaching, teaching, and baptizing Indians. All the while, he suffered from constant sickness, coughing, and terrible headaches. When Brainerd became so weak he couldn't preach, he rode to New England, hoping medical attention, a change in climate, would strengthen him. Some days, as he traveled and he felt a little better, but by the time he reached Northampton, Massachusetts, he 
and the home of Jonathan Edwards, his body gave out. Edwards and his family cared for Brainerd for several months as he lay near death. For, for their time together, Brainerd wrote, seemed like a little piece of heaven, and he was a great and he was a great encouragement to Edwards. I found him, Edwards said, a deeply spiritual man whose powers followed from the fullness of his heart. Though the year, through the years of his ministry, Brainerd kept the diary wherein he expressed his doubts, struggles, and joys. He never intended for it to be read by others. But as he lay dying, his friends urged him to allow it to be published as a testimony to God's grace. After much prodding, he agreed. But only, he said, if it is placed in the hands of Jonathan Edwards to decide that the parts would most glorify God. Not before his death, Brainerd said, I am almost in eternity. I long to be there. All my desire is to glorify God in heaven. He died early in the morning on October 9, 1747. He was just 29 years old. Jonathan Edwards edited the diary and sought to its publication. On 1749, the life and diary of David Brainerd was read widely in America and Europe. Through the years, many missionaries, including William Carey and David Livingstone, were inspired to serve God, the, serve the Lord by David Brainerd's example. It continues to challenge Christians to follow the Lord wholeheartedly to this day. So that was David Brainerd. Bye, guys. See you later. See you later. See you later. See ya. See ya later. Bye, guys.